Hey, I'm Paul. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to Bad Marketing Sucks. And we're on a mission to eradicate bad marketing one business at a time. So, Jesse, I, I, your perspective on this topic, I have been wanting to get for a long time. Because when we see it, everybody's thinking it, but nobody says it. But we see it and we know that bad marketing sucks. Yep, yep. So give me a few examples of some of the things that you've seen that you look at and you're like, oh my gosh, that sucks. So I wouldn't even give you a few examples. I'd probably go on a limb and say 98% of marketing out there pretty much sucks. I mean, and it's, you know, I watched, you ever see that, you ever see that documentary Art and Copy? No, I haven't. Okay, great documentary. And there's a woman in the documentary. I don't remember her name, but she says, you know, out of all the marketing that gets created, nobody in a single boardroom ever stands up and says, you know, this thing has gotten to a point where we're saying nothing. It's just watered down white noise. We, we cut off all the, all the sharp edges and we've gotten to a point where we're not saying anything. We're just, you know, kind of blending in. And most of the people I work with, they all start off with the greatest of intentions. They're like, take me to the edge. Let's, let's do something different. And then they just really want to kind of look over the edge and go back to safety. So, um, you know, I see that, you know, you asked me to give you, give you examples. The problem is you can't remember them because there's just nothing really stands out. You know, you got, you have to be really bad for it to like even register as, okay, that's an example of horrible marketing. My, my interpretation of horrible marketing is just white noise that, you know, you probably started out with the best of intentions and never got there. Right. Single thing your product does. Yeah. So I remember there was a Super Bowl commercial maybe two years ago. I think it was, I don't remember the brand, but I think it was for oat milk, but I think that was one of those, they probably thought it was really good. But nobody stood up who was thinking is like, you know, this is going to fall really flat on a really, really big stage and we should probably change something up. But nobody ever, nobody ever steps up and says that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so terrible. They write it out. I mean, they write it out. They do write it out. Now, what is amazes me is that nobody's immune to it. You've got the smallest of businesses all the way up to the bi- biggest businesses that spend money on Super Bowl commercials, which the production costs more than the to run the spot. Yep. So no one's immune to it. So so you have really taken on a uh, maybe a personal challenge, but also something I think is pretty cool to really stop this insanity of sucky marketing. What have you done? Because it's it's awesome. So thank you. Um, you know, through our through our work in uh, in the boot camp, you know, figuring out what we really like to do. One of the things I figured out that was the most rewarding in my career was taking something. Usually, it start it ends up better if the the original something is really boring. You know, we mm-hmm. we say it's commoditized, right? Who cares? You know, which which product I use, whatever is the cheapest, and just completely take it to the other end of the spectrum and make it decommoditized, where it's like, oh. Have you seen these guys? You know, they, 
they're absolutely out there as far as uh, a persona goes. So you helped me with the uh, with the tagline. We help brands desperate for distinction, right? So yeah, you can either you can go into the race to the bottom, and you know cut your prices and, and see how that lends you, or you know I I admit it takes some courage. Take you know take some courage and uh, you know put it out there. Probably uh, you know uh, alienate some people in your audience, mm-hmm. but at the same time you'll bolster up the. Uh, you know, the fans and, you know, create a real persona for your, for your, uh, for your product or service. But were they really part of your audience if they're alienated? Right. Right. I mean, I think that's the biggest, a big fear that we have is like, well, what about them? Like Mm -hmm. them may not be, they may never have been your audience, but you're so concerned about pleasing the masses that you don't do anything meaningful. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean the 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 flag, the the, the tent pole. I can't take credit for this, but the the example we use in a lot of client uh, discovery sessions is I don't know if you're familiar with liquid death. Uh-uh. So it's it's water, it's bottled water aimed at heavy metal guys, right? So it looks, <laughs> looks like a tall boy, and the owner said, "Look, every single bottled water out there basically looks like it's a yoga accessory, right? It's it's designed." Yeah. To appeal to the yoga, you know, the yoga people. Mm-hmm. Let's go the complete other direction, you know. And you're never going to get the yoga people, you know. It's got the, nope. death, the you know, the death metal and the, and the crazy font. You're going to get rabid, rabid fans. And I think I think their Twitter uh, handle is, you know, we're the first water brand to ever get someone tattoo them, tattoo our brand on their skin. Like we're the only, we're the first ones. Really? And it's just plain happens. water. I mean, does it have any just minerals, water. vitamins? Just water. Okay. Just water. They did last year. <laughs> last year, they did 50 million in sales, but because the brand and the and the fans are so loyal, they were valued at half a billion dollars. So wow. they're 10x, 10x sale just based on, and the owner says, it's it's 90% punchline, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a punchline that uh, he gets to take to the bank. So Yeah, good tap water. Yeah. Yeah. Good yep. <laughs> that is hilarious. I gotta look that up. So yeah. I've got a tattoo uh, of basically a, a, a different type of bottle. Pretty yeah. much. That's what it sounds like. I'm gonna that's, look it up. Yeah. That's pretty epic. All right. So when is the first tattoo of the uh, super villain uh, awards coming? So hopefully soon. I have a book coming out. I don't know if I told you, but we have uh, the first book called Marketing for Super Villains. Um, it should be out relatively soon. I hired a world renowned editor, um, and I had nothing to do with it, but unfortunately he passed away mid, uh, mid editing. Oh, no. mm. So we got, we got a little bit of a gap in, uh, in production, but, uh, coming out soon. Um, can't wait. And that'll launch. I got a whole, a whole bunch of goodies plans for, uh, kind of creating the, the marketing supervillain universe online. Yeah. So You've done some work already in this, this creation. So I've seen, what have I seen? Some some statues you've already got ready, some awards you've already got ready. Yeah, so again, just kind of like, you know, like Blair and David say, it's, it's not perfect, but it's perfectable, right? So I'm just, yes. I'm out there, you know, figuring this thing out. So I did uh, my origin story, right? So every supervillain has an origin story. So what made me, you know, so weird with my weird background? What 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 actually caused that? And then in season two, I took it and did like kind of like an Academy Award for mar- other marketing supervillains. So I granted awards for marketers throughout the course of history that uh, have achieved marketing uh, supervillainism. That's awesome. When I saw it, I was like, you know what? 
I won a supervillain award, but I might be too nice. You know? <laughs> I might not be edgy enough to get in a, a supervillain award. So I was trying to think, it's like, what supervillain maybe has that, uh, maybe a little edge, but it's not quite uh, too far out there. Maybe I'll, I'll get that supervillain award from you. So here's the deal. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of uh, similarities with you know villains and you know the people that market like supervillains, and one of them is is you know there's marketing superheroes out there, the big brands, and just like regular superheroes, they have big muscles, they got deep pockets, they got the public behind them. And for guys like us that are kind of like the marketing supervillains, we don't have the deep pockets. We don't have all the tools. So we got to think, we got to think smart. Outside of the box. Mm -hmm. Right, right. We got to use our brains as opposed to all the tools that the superheroes have. So you can fall back on that if you want. You don't have to necessarily (laughs) blow up up a hospital. You can (laughs) just just rely on your... Hold on, let me take that off my list. Yeah, cutting out of the box. Cutting out of the box thinking and your your maniacal laugh will get you an award. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, so here's here's the kicker. It's out there. I agree with your number. Ninety five percent of all marketing sucks, um, and not in like a malicious way. Like we don't say that to be mean. We say that more out of compassion. To be like, you know, guys, just take a breath, and before you put this out into the world, Revisit have someone it. other than your mom mm, look at sure. it. Sure. Yeah, come on. And even the so, agencies what, don't even have that. I mean, yeah, sometimes you got to get away from uh, that. They're the worst. They're the worst. Yeah. And I think that the, the traditional, there's enough of the traditional agencies still around that are not. Cookie cutters. They're not yeah. challenging. No, anything. not at all. They're not challenging. Anything. All right. So Jesse, so what is it like, what is your checklist to, or do you have a checklist? What would you tell somebody like you're sitting down having that discovery meeting is like, this is how we're going to make sure that this stuff doesn't suck. What would you What's a like a helpful tool or thought process? So we we kind of joked about it before, but before I even alluded to the liquid death, um, liquid death examples, I say you know I bring what is what is a brand doesn't have to be related to your business that you feel some alignment with, right? You actually will them to succeed, and you're not financially invested in the company at all, but you want them to succeed. What what does that feel like? And what would what would that have to feel like? for one of your customers to actually feel so strongly about your brand that they'll get a tattoo of it on your on their body. And if you want to take a step back, what would make them wear your t-shirt without you asking them? Like, sure, everyone wants a free t-shirt, but are they going to wear it the second day? Everyone gets a free t-shirt, they put it on, but why would they put it on voluntarily? Yeah. What is that, you know, what would that feel like? You know, what do you want that client to feel? And if it's just, yeah, well, we got great customer service and our testimonials are great and we're cheaper than the other guy, I'm not wearing that shirt. <laughs> no. No, not at all. And that's, I think that uh, customer service is almost not a distinction anymore. Because who's going to not say we got great customer service? Yep. Even if it's the worst customer service ever. It's it's this, it's, it's also cliche, the satisfaction guarantee. Yeah. Well, yeah, it just doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you delight somebody. So I've, I've said this before, and a lot of people might not like this, at least in the South. The Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich is not an award-winning chicken sandwich. No. However, their customer service and their experience and their brand... And the delivery and execution of that My pleasure. makes that chicken sandwich 
that makes people cry on Sundays because you cannot. I mean, even Ben Rector and Snoop Dogg wrote a song that includes Chick Fil A closed on a Sunday. Yeah, I mean that's a brand right there. It is. It is. And they do very little marketing, yeah. by the way, if you've noticed. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very straightforward. So, what is a favorite brand that you uh, you like? Jesse, that, that does that well. So a lot of brands, you know, like from my from my rebellious teenage years, they're all like the you know the punk bands and like the outsider you know the outsider brands. So one of them that just will not die. I don't know if you're a fan of professional wrestling. I'm not, but okay. I know a lot of people are. So there was this brand called ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling. I was a was big fan. Sandman. Sandman. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And people to this day still chant ECW, even though it's not around anymore, right? They'll go to a WWF show and when something crazy happens, they'll chant ECW just as kind of like an homage to like these guys differentiated themselves enough in a crowded space that we still remember and we're still passionately chanting their name. Yeah, what happened? I mean, it went away. I mean, it just stopped. I mean, I remember, okay, there was a Taz. Remember Taz? Taz, yep, okay. he's still around. They had a, they had a, they had uh, the the ladders in the ring. Some guy used to split beer cans on his head. Yeah, call. Sam man. Okay. Yep. And then they had a little short guy with huge legs that would come out with boots on. Was that Taz? No. Kind of. Yes, a, Taz. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That was. I think that was. On, that was what mid nineties, late nineties, ninety six. Yeah, late nineties. Yeah. Yep. That was good stuff. Yep. I miss it. That was good stuff. Yeah. It, yep. it was cutting edge. Well, at least let's it. say that. Yeah, it's little. The little brand that could took on the big guys just by doing something different, and again, alienating a lot of the audience, but appealing to those passionate, those right. passionate fans. Exactly. Made a name for themselves all around. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, other than the book, what what big projects have you got coming up? I, are you just tell, wait a second? I've been meaning. I wanted to ask you this. You the float that you just built. Tell me about that. That thing was sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean. In the, in the opposite of what Blair and David preached to us, my client needed a float, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Right? So you, we try to we try to like niche down. There's there's riches and niches, but I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do that." So I am like a a frustrated filmmaker on the side. So I have a history of you know making props and horror movies and all this stuff. So I'm like, "All right, it's got to be like a creepy treasure chest. We're gonna pop a a mermaid on top." So built this big treasure chest for the mermaid parade in Coney Island. They had about a hundred thousand people in attendance and we had our spokeswoman who's our mermaid pop up, pop up on top. And I drove it through Coney Island in my Jeep. And, uh, we started a, uh, a big treasure hunt, uh, with the free giveaway treasure maps. So kind of multimedia, multifaceted. It was, uh, it was a stressful couple of weeks getting that off the ground, but. I bet so. Now is that for a distillery? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And, and they're located in uh, so the name, around the area? Yeah, the name of it is Montauk Distilling. So Montauk okay. is like where Jaws was supposed to, you know, in fictional land. That's where it took place. Um, and they're located a little bit uh, west of Montauk. So even though they're not in Montauk, they're called Montauk Distilling Company. Okay. Nice. How long did it take you to make that, that whole thing? Uh, not long. It was just, you know, a lot of trips to Home Depot. So that was probably probably most of it. But uh, yeah, a week or two wasn't too bad. Had to keep ordering uh, gold coins, little plastic gold coins from Amazon. So I had to wait for the Amazon man. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I love doing stuff like that. Yeah, so just to be clear, anybody listening, that is not your full-time gig. That is your guilty entertainment, not right? A, not a core efficiency, but uh, just took it on because I thought it sounded fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it it, it fits the, the distinction, the right. supervillain right. vibe, because yeah. it was... It's pretty elaborate. Thank you. Now, I need to get some links from you so I can share it with everybody because it is it is pretty sweet. I was, I was pretty impressed. I appreciate so, it. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Listen. So, what is the one thing that you would tell somebody that came to you and said, "Jesse, God, I need help not sucking." Hit me with it. So, the you know, first thing we do is we identify your authenticity, right? So, going back to Blair's boot camp. Not always easy to uh, to discover, you know, what you're authentically, uh, you know, passionate about, and if you can align that up with your professional services, you got a you got a huge leg up. Uh, one of the mistakes I made after Blair was I found a great niche, huge amount of money, great uh, solution to a problem they had, mm-hmm. but. I, I just didn't care. Like writing a blog about it was homework. Yeah. I hated it. So, you know, going back to Blair, he says, you know, a couple of years from now, they're going to say up next, our keynote speaker, the foremost expert on blank. What do you want to be there? So if you can align that with your true authenticity and kind of lace it into your business, and it doesn't have to be completely parallel, right? Um, Comic books and marketing, they don't really go together, but, you know, if you're passionate about it, you might be able to find a way. So first place to look is your inner authenticity. Yeah. And then how do we bring that, uh, bring that to bear once we identify that? It's, it's, it's a long, it's a long road. We have a process that we built called the universe of differentiation. So it's a basic universe of 11 planets of, you know, the 11, the biggest 11 ways big brands have successfully differentiated themselves. And we find the top three areas of opportunity. And then we kind of, again, what feels right? what has the most authenticity to you. We don't want to bring, you know, fakeness to the, to the market. So again, and once we get, once we get the client on board that they're, you know, truly authentic, then they start letting the reins go a little bit. They're not so scared to put themselves or their, their true selves, what they stand for out into the marketplace. So we get a little bit of the guardrails loosening up a little bit. We get to do some fun stuff. Nice. Very cool, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, chatting with us and sharing. I, I can't wait to see the book. When is the book coming out? Give me a ballpark. So I, the editor said I will have it no later than July 1st. So that's two days. Wow. <laughs> Man, so we're close. We're close. So I'm hoping, uh, hoping he's not uh, a, a deadline misser, but uh, you'll be the first to know as soon as I get it. I have, uh, I have a fake copy here. Got marketing for supervillains. Yes, yes, and yes. Thank love you. it. Thank love you. It. All right. Well, when that hits the shelves or pre-order or whatever, I mean, can we pre-order that sucker? Soon, soon. Okay. I have. I'm uh, gonna have three tiers. One of them is ill-timed, but let you guys know that the top top tier. There's only one available. It's fifty thousand dollars. You get an autographed book and a weekend with me and a real nuclear submarine to plan your marketing campaign no, so. that sounds great <laughs> that's awesome we're gonna check that's the titanic awesome. out in the process yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. It's a little ill-timed, but hey. <laughs> you <feel> like <laughs> oh, my but you promised to stay, right? right? <laughs> that is awesome. That is epic. All right, I can't think of a better place to stop than right there. So Thanks, we'll see you. All right, until then, let's just make sure that this marketing, you know, doesn't suck. Absolutely. Nice it. to meet you, Jesse. All right, boys. Nice to meet you. Take care, boys. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. If you need help, email us at helpme at badmarketingsucks.com. And if you have any topics or questions, email us at yep at badmarketingsucks.com. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or a five-star review on Spotify. Until next week.